we worked on mindset, we worked on self-image, self-belief, self-esteem, confidence. And that was a big game changer for me because it, it meant I was changing the story that I kept telling myself. Welcome to Smashing the Plateau. We help you get unstuck so you can do what you love and get paid what you're worth consistently. I'm your host, David Schreiner Khan. Today on episode 607 of Smashing the Plateau, I'm speaking with the founder of Succeed Through Speaking, Tom Bailey. Tom overcame social anxiety and avoidance of public speaking so that he could promote himself and build a successful business. If you find yourself avoiding public speaking, you'll want to hear my conversation with Tom. Stay with us to hear all the details. Learning how to leverage speaking is just one of the elements that you can use to build a profitable consulting business that you'll be proud to call your own and that can support your lifestyle. Inside the Smashing the Plateau community, you'll find a range of tools and resources to support your business, access to experts, answers to your burning questions, and the camaraderie of supportive, collaborative colleagues. The journey is hard. Don't do it alone. Check out the Smashing the Plateau community so that you can build a successful consulting business on your own terms so you can do what you love and get paid what you're worth. Learn more at smashingtheplateau.com slash community. That's smashingtheplateau.com slash community. Now let's welcome Tom Bailey. Tom is the founder of Succeed Through Speaking, and he spent the first 25 years of his life becoming an expert at avoiding public speaking presenting, and being in front of groups and people. However, since overcoming his life-limiting fear of speaking and presenting, he has experienced firsthand how people can succeed through speaking. Tom now helps other entrepreneurs, experts, coaches, and consultants use speaking to raise their profile and gain new clients. Tom, welcome to the show. David, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, it's great to have you. So tell me about your career before you became a speaker. Yeah, exactly. So I think we'll get into my story a little bit. Um, but I, like you mentioned, had that big fear of public speaking and it really did hold me back in my career. I ended up starting out my career in a contact center working in financial services and very slowly over about 10 years worked my way into more of a management role within a HR role. And did you have any speaking responsibility when you were in management? Not really. No, I was. I got so good at having to avoid speaking and presenting that I didn't really follow any career path where I had to speak or present. In fact, I even ended up working from home for about seven years because of this social anxiety. And I made sure that I got a job where I didn't have to stand up and present. But ultimately, what I realized was that I was holding myself back significantly by not presenting and speaking. You know, it's interesting. I can totally relate to this because I was in executive roles Mm -hmm. for most of my career as an employee. And even though I was a manager and I was always supervising people, I still had very little, a few experiences where I would do significant public speaking. It was not part of my job. So just because you're in management or you're even in an executive role doesn't mean that you do a huge amount of public speaking. No, and I guess one of the things for me is I was actively trying to avoid public speaking. I got very good at empowering my team to do the presentations for me. 
Oh, yeah, that is one way around it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure that I was necessarily avoiding it. I just didn't have, you know, huge numbers of opportunities to do it. However, when I started my business in 2006, one of the things I discovered very early on, if I was going to do any kind of uh, significant marketing, it was a lot of a lot of presenting before strangers that was involved. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, I've, I've realized, and, and we'll talk about my story a little bit, I'm sure, but I realized that I could no longer avoid presenting any longer. It was holding me back in my career, relationships, in business. So that's why I really started that journey to become a much better and more confident speaker. Was there a particular trigger that was like an aha moment that, Tom, you're um, sort of really hurting yourself by not doing this? Yes. So there were, there were two things that happened. One in my work and one quite personal. So from a work perspective, I had, I just slowly worked my way up the career ladder by, you know, just having close relationships with my manager typically and, you know, promotions over the years. I didn't really have to interview for new roles as such. And I got to a point when I was made redundant because the whole business had shut down and moved to another part of the country. And at that point, I realized that I need to go and interview now. And most interviews at this level need a presentation. So I ended up having to take a step, big step back because of that. And that redundancy was a real big wake-up call for me. And at around the same time, I was also asked to speak at a close family member's funeral. But again, I even said no to that because of the fact that I had this embarrassment or fear of speaking. And those two things in particular, I said to myself, I need to do something about this. No longer can I have this limitation holding me back. Right. So you were actively avoiding it. I like, mm -hmm. as I said, I, I wasn't actively avoiding it. I just didn't have a lot of opportunity to do speaking. And yeah, so you realized that you were actively avoiding it. It was holding you back mm -hmm. professionally and personally. What did you do to overcome your fear of speaking and your social yeah. anxiety? So I was like a lot of coaches, I guess, when my first client, I had to, I had to figure this out for myself, but I made loads of wrong decisions to begin with. So the first wrong decision I made was to buy every single book on public speaking and presenting. They were teaching me all these great tips about how to speak and present and stand on stages, but I wasn't actually doing it because I used that reading of the books as a comfort zone, again, to avoid having to actually do it. So about a year down the line, I was still reading books on public speaking and hadn't stood up and spoke yet. So that was one wrong decision. The next thing I tried was to go to every single conference, seminar, workshop, exhibition, and watch other speakers to try and model them. But the mistake I made here was comparing myself at my level to the best speakers and realizing there's a gulf of you know difference in between us. And again, that was a bad decision because that meant that I was comparing myself and I just thought I'm never going to be good enough. Right. So I, I would imagine that also didn't do a whole lot for your social anxiety. No. No, exactly. And, and at these conferences, I always sat at the back in the corner nearest to the exit so that I could make that quick exit if, if I ever needed to, because um, I just didn't like that big group environment at the time. Then the last one that I did was I went to work with a vocal coach to try and change my accent because here in the UK, I've got a Birmingham accent and that wasn't necessarily associated with, you know, the big confident public speakers that I'd seen. Um, but that was a big wrong decision because I was trying to be somebody that I wasn't. And actually that sent me down the wrong path completely. So yeah, lots of wrong decisions to start off on my journey. How did you turn things around? So I turned things around by finally investing in a coach. That was what changed 
everything for me. And now rather than focusing on the external factors, like how I sounded and how I looked on stage and public speaking tips, we worked on mindset, we worked on self-image, self-belief, self-esteem, confidence. And that was a big game changer for me because it, it meant I was changing the story that I kept telling myself. And we created some really small, actionable steps that I could take to work myself towards becoming a more confident speaker. And um, when did you start actually speaking? Yeah, so those those small, actionable steps I talked about, the first one was to record a 20-second video in, into my phone and then actually delete it. The next one was to do a 30-second video and send it to my coach. And that was really the start of things for me. I started to actually use my voice, tell my story, speak about topics I was passionate about. And I then joined a local public speaking club, Toastmasters in particular, and I started doing five to eight minute talks in front of a small audience and slowly, slowly built my way up. I did a little bit of podcasting, which again was a gentle way in because it was it meant I could speak from the comfort of my own home without having to be in front of a big audience. And it's that progression because I always say that speaking is like learning any skill. If you're learning to swim, you know, your first swimming lesson wouldn't be in the Pacific Ocean, just like your first speaking experience wouldn't be on a big conference stage. So it's all about being in the shallow end, wearing the, the inflatable armbands and slowly learning this skill bit by bit. Yeah, well, what you're saying is uh, is something really fundamental, which is if you want to achieve what, what other people might perceive as a breakthrough or even what, what you would perceive as a breakthrough, the transformation that you need to go through to get there happens one small step at a time. It does. And it's achievable yeah. when you do it one small step at a time. It does. And, you know, you only need to look at that one step in front of you. I was looking at these big conference speakers thinking I need to be there. And I felt so far away from that, that truth that I just didn't think it was possible. But being asked to do a 20 second video into my phone, that felt achievable. And I knew I could delete it afterwards as well. So yeah, it's just that one step by step. And one last point is I always say that confidence comes from competence. So the more competent you become at a skill, the more confidence you'll build and therefore the better you'll get at it as well. When did you hire the coach? It was probably around six, five or six years ago. And where are you now in terms of public speaking? What are you, what are you up to in terms of like the steps and the progressions? Yeah, so I'm where I wanted to be. So I'm actually speaking on at the minute virtual summits because of COVID, but these are global summits being sent out to thousands of people. So I've, I've have spoken in front of a big stage in front of an arena um, in the UK. I think that was around 450 to, to 550 people, which was a big audience for me going from, you know, where I was before. And, and now speaking on these virtual summits as well, and also podcasts across the world. And Tom, when you walk, well, I'm not sure whether you've had any opportunity to walk into a room filled with people in the last year and a half. Um, have you had any? There's been very few um, due to COVID, maybe a few small family gatherings. But yeah, I'm absolutely looking forward to the doors opening again on these big conferences. And I can actually get myself booked onto stage as, as a speaker at one of these big conferences in, in the UK. One of the, one of the things I'm curious about, based on your description of um, of where you sat when you went to conferences, mm -hmm. is when you walk into a room now, where are you going to sit? Oh, I'll be, at the I'll be on the front row. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And what's your topic when you speak? Speaking. So I always tell my story. And the main thing that I am talking about now is, is 
entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants who are actively avoiding presenting, speaking, going on camera, going on podcasts. They're really hurting themselves and they're leaving money on the table and missing out on opportunities because they're not doing it. So when I'm speaking, I'm always talking to people about how to use speaking as a platform to raise your profile and attract more clients into your business. Right. But in particular, you're targeting people that actively avoid speaking as opposed to those who may not may not be where they want to be in terms of taking advantage of speaking opportunities. Correct. Yeah. My my ideal client is the best kept secret in their industry because of the fact that they are avoiding going on camera. They're, they're, they're writing a lot of blog posts and they're posting a lot of quotes on Instagram, but they're not on video yet. They're not creating any content whereby they're actually speaking into a camera. So for those folks that may be experts, consultants, coaches, et cetera, mm-hmm. you know, you described how important it is to take one small step at a time. What are some of the steps they need to go through in order yeah. to be able to take advantage of how speaking can, can help their career? Yeah. So there's, there's five steps that I do take people through now, and it's no longer a 10 year journey that I had to go on to figure it out. It's a lot shorter, six to 12 weeks, but the five steps are five P's and I'll just quickly run through them now. And by the way, the first two steps are before you actually do any speaking, because I always say to people that when you're speaking and presenting, you need to be able to get clear on your message and how to articulate it before you actually go and speak. So the first P is called profile. And this is where you get really clear on you, your message, your pitch, your expert positioning statement, which is like your um, you know, 30 second elevator pitch really clear on your profile as a speaker, who you are, what you do, what you're all about. That's the first P. The second P is product. So I want you to get really clear on how to talk about your products, your services, the big outcome that you offer to your clients, the journey you take your clients on. You want to be able to articulate that in a a way that's so clear and confident that people, when they hear it, will, will want to work with you. Okay, so those two Ps are the foundational Ps. And then the next one is podcasting. And the reason why I take this step as the first step with my clients is because they can do it from the comfort of their own home. They can be seen as an expert when they're being interviewed by somebody else. And they can also position themselves as an expert when they host their own podcast as well. And as you know, there's a big benefit to repurposing the podcast content across multiple platforms to help with reach. And secondly, when you are a guest on a podcast, you get access to their network as well of 10, 20, maybe 30,000 people if you get onto one of those bigger podcasts. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't agree with that one more. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> so, so that's the third P. And then the fourth P is presenting. And at this point, you've got clear on your message, your market, how to articulate it, talk about your products, how to build relationships with strategic partners and get on podcasts. And then you want to be presenting. And we start off, again, comfort of your own home, virtually, doing virtual summits, webinars, those kinds of opportunities to speak. And by the way, we help you develop a 60 to 90 minute signature talk, which is your go-to presentation that you can deliver in front of any audience that fit your ideal audience category. And once you've nailed that virtual summit world, virtual presentations, we can then get you out speaking on real live stages in front of real people. And we help you find those stages as well. And then the final P is profit, because ultimately the more income you make, the more impact you can have. 
So we look at how we can convert a presentation into a opportunity for someone to work with you as a paying client as well. These are great. Yeah, I'd love to hear some stories of the transformations that have occurred with some of the folks you've helped. Yeah, so one great example that I like to talk about is someone here in the UK. He ran a training business which taught people how to code. So it's like a coding school. He was a IT techie type guy and avoided speaking at all costs. He much preferred being behind his computer rather than in front of the business. And in fact, there was no mention of him, his name, his face, anywhere associated with this business. He, he very much used the brand to hide behind. I helped him build the confidence to speak and present. After about six to eight weeks, he got booked as a keynote speaker in front of over 400 people and helped him develop that 60-minute signature talk. And the big impact for him, what he got was increased exposure and visibility. He significantly increased his LinkedIn following, which for him was what he needed to do to attract more customers. And he also got asked to be um, interviewed on the BBC here in the UK, which was a TV talk, which he did on the back of the keynote, which again helped him just increase that visibility and exposure. So for me, it's all about visibility and exposure when it comes to speaking. Yeah, this is really great. I'm curious, Tom, how do you help people once they've sort of figured out the steps they need to go through in order to be comfortable presenting and be good at presenting, how do you connect the dots between the presenting part and what helps them grow the kind of business that they want? Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's two parts of it. So the signature talk itself has to take the audience on a journey. It takes them from not really knowing you and not really knowing what you do to at the end, wanting to take the next logical step with you. And that journey is by helping the audience identify what the opportunity is, what pain is, what the struggle is right now. So it's all about pains and problems. And you want to bring that to light in the signature talk. And then you also want to talk about the outcome. Where do you take people? What's the end point that you promise as a coach, a consultant, an entrepreneur? Where can you take people on that journey? And then you want to position your solution, your five-step system, as the step-by-step system that takes them from the pain where they are to the end point, the outcome where they want to get to. You want to bring a lot of your authentic story in there. So we do a little bit of storytelling, your journey, where you've been. And then at the end, we work people towards a call to action, which is to take the next logical step, whether that's to book a call, download a checklist, join my next webinar. It's a journey you're taking the audience on. So that's one part of it is to make sure you've got that structure in place. And then it's about dynamic delivery. So it's about the body language, the facial expressions, the hand gestures, storytelling, humor, vocal power. All of that that we work on people with is through, it's remotely, but it's through them presenting via video in front of me and the rest of the people in the group and and getting feedback from us to really help them improve their dynamic delivery. Yeah. Why is it important to be able to do this in front of a group? Yeah. So it could be that they just do it one-to-one with me and they present to me and I give them feedback. But ultimately the group dynamic is important because it increases that a little bit more pressure. It increases that. It's the adrenaline, isn't it? It's that feeling of there's multiple eyes watching me. There's multiple opinions. There's multiple people who could potentially judge me, which by the way is where a lot of the fear comes from with speaking is Will I make a mistake? Will I embarrass myself? 
will someone ask me a question and I not know the answer? So all these what if things that happen and that group dynamic helps you practice with a little bit of pressure, but also in a safe environment because you're inside a, a group that's going on the same journey as you. Yeah, that's really, that's good to understand. Now, for many folks in our audience, they've had a long, long career where they were a high achieving employee in some kind of professional position inside an organization before they became a consultant or a coach. And for these folks, especially at the beginning, when they first go out on their own, they may have a long track record of producing great results when they're a cog in a wheel inside an organization, but they have zero track record at first doing it on their own as an independent consultant or a coach. What advice do you have for them in terms of having the confidence to get up and tell such a story mm. in order to help generate business right at the very beginning? Yeah. So I think what I talk about being becoming an expert authority and to amplify your authority through speaking, I think the quickest way for the consultant to, so, so like you said, they're a cog in, in a machine, they're known, you know, people know them because they're, they're paid and, you know, the, the HR team know them, the leaders know them, that they're, they're a known entity in an organization. As soon as they go out into the, into the world on their own, they're potentially unknown because they don't have that internal network of people. So for me, the best way to become known is through speaking, presenting, podcasting, webinars, running masterclasses. So my recommendation is to just get out there and start speaking, sharing your story. And I guess, like you said then, how do they have the confidence to tell that story? I, I personally think that the story of challenge and the story of, you know, um, having to leave the corporate world, those are the things that people really resonate with. And the journey you've been on is what you need to tell. You need to tell that story because people will really connect with it. Yeah, so just be honest about your own story and where you are in the journey. Yeah, because one thing that I don't do is is say, I am the best public speaking coach in the world and I was born to do this. You know, I say the exact opposite. I was terrible and petrified of speaking. And through my journey, through my own challenges, through my 10 years of mistakes I've made, that's why I now know how to help you because I just need to take you through that exact same journey I've already been on and um, but just in a much shorter time period so that that struggle that challenge is is the best story to tell you in my opinion makes perfect sense so Tom congratulations on everything that you've achieved for yourself and in in your business that you've developed thank you so much what are your goals now for your own speaking future and for the future of your business yeah so two big things so one is I've always done one-to-one -one coaching over the past three to four years. And at the minute I'm launching or have just launched my first group coaching program. And what that will allow me to do is to scale it, to have more impact because working one-to-one, -one, you effectively have a capacity limit. There's only so many active clients you can have because you can only fit so many hours in the week in terms of the, the coaching and the follow-up. So First thing is, is moving into this group coaching where I can get more impact to more people. And the second goal I've got is to speak on a stage, for example, in somewhere like Dubai. I've done a lot of speaking here in the UK and virtually online, but to actually go over and speak on a stage at an event in somewhere like Dubai or the US um, would be an amazing goal for me to have over the next couple of years. Well, 
I'm looking forward to seeing it happen. Absolutely. Yeah, Tom, it, it's been a real pleasure having you join us today on Smashing the Plateau. Share your your story and your insights, and, and in particular, the very methodological process that you use to help people like where you were 10 years ago gain a foothold in using speaking to build their audience, build authority, and and thus build their business. My guest today has been the founder of Succeed Through Speaking, Tom Bailey. Thank you again, Tom, for joining us. David, thank you so much for inviting me. When you visit the Smashing the Plateau website at smashingtheplateau.com, you'll find a summary of each episode along with the links we mentioned on the show. Today, we learned how you can avoid public speaking so that you can grow your business. Learning how to leverage speaking is just one of the elements that you can use to build a profitable consulting business that you'll be proud to call your own and that can support your lifestyle. Inside the Smashing the Plateau community, you'll find a range of tools and resources to support your business, access to experts, answers to your burning questions, and the camaraderie of supportive collaborative colleagues. The journey is hard. Don't do it alone. Check out the Smashing the Plateau community so that you can build a successful consulting business on your own terms so you can do what you love and get paid what you're worth. Learn more at smashingtheplateau.com slash community. That's smashingtheplateau.com slash community. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. I'll see you on our next episode.